food one it's pretty jarring actually yeah the average American individually spends twelve hundred dollars a year on fast food alone so that's pretty crazy fast food yeah twelve hundred dollars a year hundred bucks a month 100 yeah hundred bucks a month yeah that's an obscene amount of fast food right especially and when you think about it, you're paying money to make yourself unhealthier right? right yeah it's like it, there isn't a net gain from that right yeah just making your health worse right the net gain, I think, at least consciously for for that uh, populace, is the efficiency or the lack convenience, of yeah. Yeah, convenience, right? Right. But we've talked about this on prior episodes, right? Convenience now usually is problems later. Problematic, yeah. Sure. It's short-term suffering for long-term happiness. Yeah, taking the easy route today usually means a hard route tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that can uh, I guess that dovetails nicely into just the overall conversation for those who are tuning in. Um, investing in your health and why it's important, why it's something that we need to do, why uh, maybe compared to other things when you look at like statistics like that, why it doesn't seem that unrealistic to pay for gym membership or to pay right. for uh, what whatever that is a nutritionist, a meal plan. A meal prep service, something that's actually going to benefit you. Well, if we are all, as we, if we all have ambitions to have some longevity, we're going to invest in our health, whether we like it or not, right? Because old age comes along and some problems will incur. Right? So, if we wait for those problems to incur, then we're going to be paying a lot more than if we kept ourselves healthy. Hopefully, we're able to be active and do whatever we want to do till the day we die. But it takes being willing to take the steps necessary right now in order for that to happen. Right, and that's like, there's not only the physical cost, but the financial cost of not doing it when you're younger. Absolutely, your investment in your health. Yeah, that that's what it really is, an, is an investment. And right. um, so many so many people are, you know, when they come across financial hardships, the first thing to cut is um, their gym membership or, you know, something along the lines of, something that's making them healthy, whether that's mental or physical. And, um, and that's too bad. Cause it is like, I like to think of it as like diversifying your investments almost like you could, you know, invest in a retirement account, uh, you know, stocks, um, you know, whatever it is. And a gym membership is just like that, where it's you're, you're, uh, you're investing in saving money in the future almost because another, right. another stat, we'll throw at you is um, the average uh, individual at the age of 65 in America spends $13,000 a year on health care. So that's that's just an average healthy average, individual. The outliers, it's going to be absolutely right. shocking. And then if you just add one lifestyle disease to that, then it's up $4,000, so $17,000 a year. So if you think about the average CrossFitter, who's been doing CrossFit for a while at 65 years old, like there, I could guarantee their healthcare costs are way less than the average. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's $4,000 a year just by being the status quo and avoiding, you know, one lifestyle disease, which we know CrossFit right. absolutely prevents uh, lifestyle All diseases. Yeah. Much. Um, I mean, I have personally known a lot of very wealthy men, and my, my dad's a pilot for a very wealthy man, like billionaires. And some of them have gotten sick, and they would literally trade all their wealth to be able to regain their health back. But there's nothing they can do at that point. They have all this piles and piles, Scrooge McDuck type money, <laughs> but they can't do anything about achieving their happiness again because their health has declined in such a way that it's just a lost cause at that point. Right. And it's hard to show somebody that, or to explain somebody, explain that to somebody, especially when they're younger. Like I think for me, this whole conversation topic was born out of um like when somebody comes in and asks for a tour of the gym or whatever and you give them you know this really nice uh sales pitch but it's like you know we really want to offer you services there's a lot of things that are going to help you here's here's all the ways we can do that and then they see the price and they're like "Ooh, that's like you know that's that's a lot of money for me right it's hard to have this conversation with them where like well hey think about when you're 65 and yeah and sometimes it does get to that but I don't think people are, especially when they're young, conscious of this type of thinking with their health. Yeah, and you just, it's hard to be trusted when you don't have a relationship with someone and and you're kind of selling yourself kind of. And so obviously they're going to think that you're pitching something. But but yeah, if you were to break it down, like what would you pay for something to do five times a week for an hour? So there's like the entertainment factor. Then there's like, the you know long-term savings in your health care what's you know what's that the mental health of it the social health like what would you pay for that and 10 bucks a, a class is that's a pretty good 10 bucks an hour is a pretty good price for that right especially when you but, compare it to all the other costs that are usually unnecessary that most people spend money on right Where like they- an iphone yeah. yeah that's the gym membership right, right there yeah. if we get consumed with like having a nice car or having a nice TV or computer, but we're not consumed with our own health, which is probably at the very top of the list of everything. I think there's something kind of flawed in that, that thinking. I mean, it, as far as is it expensive? Not at all, because what's expensive um, as far as if you're paying for quality? Is it a $3,000 um, like piece of crap Geo Metro, my first car? <laughs> <laughs> or is it, if you're paying whatever, $20,000 for a nice Lexus, maybe, maybe it's used, but... It's still a Lexus, right? You're gonna have more. You're gonna have more problems from the, right. that very cheap, <clears throat> yeah, right now frequently geometro. Yeah, you can even take the, you know, take it as like comparing to maybe a five hundred dollar geometro, and it's gonna, you know, break down and not really provide much value because you yeah. can't you can't take it anywhere. Or you could, you know, spend a little bit more with even just whatever a Toyota. Corolla, something that's like super reliable yeah. and gets you from point A to point B. And that's kind of what CrossFit is. It's just, it works. It's, you know, proven for 10 years to be, you know, very beneficial for, or way more than 10 Long years year. now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. CrossFit National. Yeah. yeah, we're 12 years now. I just have like 10, once I hit 10 years, it's like 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> 10 years is that what perpetually 10 years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, that like can be trans fixed on like somebody's saying well i can pay ten dollars at best fitness and like and then i can go whenever i want it's like yeah but what are you going to get 
out of that versus you pay quite a bit more, but you're going to get coached. You're going to have a community. It's, it's a whole different shebang. It's, yeah, it's, not, it's, it's the Lexus. It's an apples and comparison, right? Right. It's like, you know, we're not renting equipment. The value of what we have to offer is coaching and community. And going into a group class, you're not going to be, well, going into Anytime Fitness, you're not going to be inspired by the random guy, whatever, doing the Smith machine next to you, right? You're not, you're not going to have the technique value of a coach there to meet skillfully watch right and the knowledge base of just like when we have new people come in we talk to them about nutrition we talk to them about macronutrients and how to recover from exercise and the lifestyle that's going to support longevity yeah. and and then they're around people who live that every day yeah. and, be, and everyone speaking the like hopefully a high kinetic language helps each other evolve with that too you know? if you're watching other people move like you and you see other people that are moving well then of course you'll begin speaking that kinetic language right it yeah. seems like an easy sell too. Yeah, I came up with. I don't, I'll probably. I won't remember this because this was a couple months ago. But I'll try. I caught. I came up with like an analogy comparing different gyms to like a mechanic shop and like Planet Fitness, <clears throat> Gold's Gym, those type of you know pay for entry type gyms. That's like taking your car to a garage and being like. Uh, and they're just like, yeah, here are the here are some tools, and you can take care of it yourself. Yeah. And so, Planet Fitness is like going to a garage, and the only thing they have is a screwdriver because right. Planet Fitness, <laughs> all it is, is like treadmills and yeah. you know, and you can't rinky dinky like machines, or, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't work hard, and <laughs> they offer you no. It's worse because yeah. then they like probably like rust, like rust over your car <laughs> yeah. because they offer you donuts, <laughs> yeah. pizza days. Right. They yeah. unscrew the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sabotaging you, right. and then like a Gold's Gym is kind of like a gym. Maybe they they have the the tools you need, but you have to do it yourself. So some people, if you're a mechanic, if you want to invest the time into you know finding out everything on your own, yeah, and doing all that, um, then you could make a Gold's Gym work, and you could be healthy and, and whatever. But you'll miss the community side of things and all that as well. I'm a I'm a big advocate of. Having people that know what they're doing help you. Right? Yeah. I like for I had a plumbing issue. This is a small story. A plumbing issue at my house in um, Hawaii, and uh, so I was. I decided I'd take on this task. It was a rare time I decided to take on the task myself. I was like, I'll do this. I can fix this. And so I did. I assembled my. Um, it was in the bathroom. Assembled the sink, and it took me like probably like two days, of, of like really pounding away at it. I'm gonna get this. <laughs> And then, so later on, I moved. I moved uh, to the North Shore of Hawaii, and um, I got a different house for the same plumbing issue. I had a friend. I was like, "Hey, can you fix this?" I thought, I mean, it was a big deal for me. It was probably, it's probably going to be something that a professional should do this time. Because I learned my mistake. He fixed it in ten minutes, like literally less than ten minutes. Like that. If time is money, right? Then that was so much worth it for me to pay my friend to come and do it, and. And we both get some benefit out of that, anyways. Um, and it, it would save me so much hassle and literally money by by having him do it because I was wasn't consumed with a task that I'm not equipped to handle. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And that's like in in uh, the same vein that you put like the mechanic shop, right? You come to a CrossFit gym and we're gonna work on your car as professionals who know know how to put it up together and take it apart right and we're not just going to hand you a monkey wrench and be like fix this sink right yeah you can do more harm than good if you're going off trying to fix things that you're not you're not ready to fix and then there's even like 
you know, Orange Theory or whatever, to not to trash on them, but like, you know, they're almost like a mechanic shop. They have all these pretty things and everything, but you go in and no matter what your issue is with your car, they're just going to change your oil. It's like all they do is just cardio and heart rate. That, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. That's I mean, a nice analogy. Right. I like this. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, CrossFit, it's like, yeah, we dig in, we teach you how to fix your car. We're there with you fixing it. It's, it's pretty in depth compared to most fitness industry, yeah. you know, gyms out there. So, and then not, even beyond, <clears throat> go ahead, I'll come back to mine. Not to get distracted, but I, I think that is noteworthy here is that, yes, I would like all of uh, my athletes to have some time, like kind of pivoting off what you said, but I mean, hopefully if they've been here long enough that I, we could all get abducted and they would be fine. Right. right. Most people that's going to take a very long time. Um, but the thing is, is that this community will always be here. like, even if they'll want to come regardless, because the community element of it is important piece. Right. But even if they are at an autonomous level, right. They'd still want to be coming in. Yeah. Um, I was going to say even <clears throat> beyond the financial, well, the, so far, we've kind of just focused on the financial investment of your health versus the cost of not doing that. And another, um, I guess, not argument, but like kind of counter argument to, to, you know, coming to the gym or investing in your health is I don't have the time to do it. Yeah. And it's like you have one hour of your day, 100% everybody has one hour of their day where they're doing something that's not helping right. them. And, and actually probably hindering their progress yeah. and to try to convince somebody that, Hey, you could get up an hour earlier and come do this, or you could shoot here after work and come do this. It's one hour. Do you have hour? Do you have months and years to spend in hospitals later on? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm not going to say that to a new yeah. person, but I kind of really want to. And also, you know, even if there was someone who like, maybe they are, they just, they're working 70, 80 hour work weeks. You know, maybe in the short term, like that needs to be done every once in a while, and maybe you can't work out for a month or two months or something. But if that's like your life in the long term, like that's you have a you have some big things to fix. Right. If you if you can't find an hour to for self care or whatever, or, yeah. Well, I think, it, I think a big it issue. Be viewed as something that's non negotiable because we as humans absolutely depend on that on that amount of that time to at least spend sometime throughout the week. It's right. a, it should be as essential as we're all going to eat every day. We're all going to sleep every day. I think that's one of those things that should be non-negotiable parts of our day. Yeah. Or at least like, <clears throat> a few days a week, if not more. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you made this point before we started recording too, is not only is the return going to be you feel better, but you're also going to be able to show up in life better because of that hour you right. invest in. I actually, like I've, yeah, I think in a different podcast I talked about that, yeah. Or was that earlier today? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, I, I've often told people that when I was younger, of course, I was more performance driven. Um, and I wanted to get heavier, get faster and everything. That's still, I mean, that's still somewhat there, but far more than performance. I work out for my mental health to keep me cognitively there and mentally there. We literally can't, we will not work anywhere near our full capacity cognitive wise if we're not doing this regularly. So that's, I, I will still always have that driven side of me that wants to perform well. But that's not my that's not my main focus. Anymore. I yeah, to, I want to mentally perform. <clears throat> and the the power of that is like exponential. Because if you if you're more mentally sharp, more driven in your life, that's just right. going to keep building and building. And you can't even measure that. 
yeah. of you know the it's, power yeah, of that. It gets a ripple effect throughout everything in right. your life. Like I always think it's you know CrossFit and business is connected for me. But yeah, if absolutely. I if I didn't have CrossFit, I, there's no way I would be as right. like driven or motivated to be as successful as we yeah. have become. Well, it's an overused trope, but it's the mental health. Uh, I mean, mental, physical, mental, and spiritual are intertwined. Mm -hmm. they are, they, there's no disconnect in them. And if you build one up, the others will follow too. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that you can disconnect them truly without suffering some. Yeah. I know it's kind of a cliche, and we joked about it right before we started recording, but if you just sit down and make a list of like, choose two things that you know that you don't need in your life, but that you're continuously spending money on. For most people, it's going to be like, Starbucks, Netflix, or Prescott. <laughs> burritos. <laughs> Had to go there. It might be burritos. Okay. <laughs> hey, I was there. So, something that you don't need but you like, and, and maybe it's okay to have a little bit of it, but that you're continuously spending money yeah. on. Like basically paying a monthly membership for right. your latte, right? And then sit down and just do the math. And I think a lot of people who've never done that, it's going to be really eye-opening to see how much money you spend on that it's one stunning. thing. stunning. Yeah. yeah. Stunning. I mean, this, I probably... Kind of a cartoon in this respect but i did my burrito math one month and i, I mean i was paying i was paying something like 200 dollars a month i mean 200 dollars a week for burritos <laughs> wow. two two twenty dollar burritos every day for five days a week is that, is that right yeah 50, yeah 50, 40 yeah 40 five times, times five, five. Yeah. we had a we had a uh, what do they call those things a uh, burrito intervention yeah <laughs> and uh, hey, man, like, this got stopped you gotta cut out those burritos. <laughs> <laughs> I think the fact that Chipotle is just so horrible to go to now makes it easier to... Well, yeah, to I banned Chipotle. I, I, I put a... Um, what do you call that word? Yeah, uh, a kibosh. Uh, what do you call it? A kibosh? Uh, no, the, um, what do you like? Canceled it? When you refuse to go to somewhere? A uh, sit-in? No, it's... Uh, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, I um, I just refuse to go to, to Chipotle because this is going to get going to rabbit trail. Just because during the COVID, they started making you do what you did the other day. Yeah. If you order it, I'd show up there to get a burrito, and they're like, no, go outside and order it. So yeah. since that point, I never I never personally went to a Chipotle since then. So I I was pissed off because we're getting on a tangent now. But <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I've, you know, you go in, and they're like, oh, we're card only now. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, that sucks that I have cash, and that's what I wanted to use, you know? And But then just recently I went in, and... They're like, oh, we're online order only. Yeah, online order so, was what I, I was. Mad but this about. is like, you know, COVID's over, right. whatever. And uh, and so I'm like, oh, can I just tell you my order since I'm here? And yeah. she's like, no, it exact doesn't work like thing. that. That happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> it was thing. like it was like the movie Idioc <laughs> Idiocracy or something like. That. Yeah, I had to go outside, order it, and then come inside. <laughs> but now you don't. But now you don't have to go outside. I was just. They were all just looking at me <laughs> as I like took ten minutes to go. <laughs> Like figure out how to do it on my phone. I know. Like, oh my gosh, this is wild. I'm never coming back. Here. But, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good side trip. Yeah. Um, well, but the thing, the point was, is that that's one thing that I was being nonsense about. Yeah. The, the burritos, but then I, that led to me looking at other things, and I, I realized I was I was just hemorrhaging money in silly spots. And then if I focused on other things, I needed not. What I was just throwing it away at. Right. I had plenty of money for the things that I need. Mm. And to be, to be honest, like if you're like in a healthy eating habit and and you have a lifestyle that's pretty routine and like tight, it's not. I feel like it is a really 
financially sustainable thing. Like, if, if you're only eating certain foods that are that are high, you know, nutrient dense, and you don't go out all the time and go to restaurants, and it's it's way more affordable. You know, I I've hated going to restaurants for a long time because I realized one, you're you're paying to eat unhealthier because even if it's supposed to be healthy, we're putting weird sauces in this, putting weird seasoning. But if you can literally make your body perform better by preparing it yourself, and it's way cheaper, I mean, you get the best of both worlds. You get to perform well, and you get to eat better food. Yeah, the oils that they use in 99% of restaurants yeah. is like real, very bad for you. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, they even put like small doses of undetectable amounts through the taste buds of sugar, because that, that, that's the, uh, that elicits a, a binging response mm -hmm. so then you just eat more and more of it you'll get dessert and this and so that they, they do it insidiously so you just binge away yeah and this is part and parcel of the same thing with like not thinking you can afford a gym membership it's not thinking you can afford to eat healthy oh, i can't eat, i can't shop at whole foods it's like you don't have to go whole foods is awesome because they have great options but you can go to a market basket and spend a, a little money and get very simple stuff yeah. on the edges of the aisles or the edges of the store and you know eggs meat some fruit and vegetables well, and yeah. rice or whatever it is and spend less than 100 bucks yeah being i i don't know if everyone's gonna jump on this train unless i really evangelize them like i have a few people but like i think one of the cool things is that the cheap a lot of times the cheapest part of the animal is the organ meats um and that's the healthiest part of the animal so even if you started looking at getting adventurous with like eating liver, maybe you're not eating Rocky Mountain oysters just yet, but maybe. maybe <laughs> you graduate to that. Yeah, but then you get the best part of the animal too, and it's way cheaper than let's say a, um, like a ribeye. I go yeah. to a, that butcher meat. We go to some butcher shop. Yeah. I'll go and I'll spend twenty dollars, and I'll have like two to three weeks worth of. Yep. With because a, nobody get a wants it. Full of baby. Maybe calf liver. It's like what a dollar a pound or something less. Than yeah, dollar ninety nine for I think a pound or yeah. so. Yeah. Compared wow. to if you're going to buy like you know T-bone steaks or something, you're not going to get nearly the amount nor nearly the nutrition from. Yeah. It. But and just, an, so. another kind of hack, which is only recent, just with the like the inflation and the infrastructure, how um, things have just changed so much in the last three years. But if you go to like local farms, it's actually quite a bit cheaper now. Oh, yeah, like yeah. you can get meat and vegetables from you can buy a farm cow. Yeah, it's way cheaper now than even going to Whole Foods. And it's more, I mean, as far as environmentally friendly. Yeah, let's let you don't have to transfer, make the food travel as much, right. which is, you I know. mean, one thing I'm, of course, I'm almost a carnivore. I mean, I'll eat other stuff, but I do avoid like the plague. I mean, as far as my conscience wants me out of like factory farm. Mm-hmm. Five animals. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would, I would, I feel bad for the conditions that those animals are in. So yeah, and just from a health perspective, like right. the, the, perspective. the fat content of of um, factory farm yeah. meat is is way way, way worse for yeah, you. Way worse for the animal. Way worse for us. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it depends on where you are if you have access as much access to the healthy food options. But I think at this point, uh, especially in the states most people can have access to pretty typical, simple, healthy foods at a mm -hmm. cost that's not way more than if they were going to McDonald's every right. day. I mean, right. ground beef and rice. That's, I eat that every single right. day. That's it. Pretty every single day. Meal. Eggs, ground beef, rice. And cheap. Yeah, and cheap. And easy to prepare. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the difficulties I deal with is that I hate cooking. 
So, but I mean, I can tolerate ground beef and rice. It's just super easy, and I whip it up for the whole day. A bowl full of liver, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, even even if uh, um, even if the inconvenience of cooking is poses a, uh, an obstacle, you can get by with what, what clever tactics you use for it. Mm-hmm. And to bring it back to what we opened with, with like the statistics, it's all it's all part of the same thing, yeah. though. But like, it, if you're not doing that and you're trying to quote unquote save money by eating cheap, uh, easy foods, you're gonna end up spending that money on medications yeah. to to help fix the issues that you're causing. Yeah, right? yeah. To f- get you on statins, to fix your blood level, yeah. your blood sugars, and all that stuff. And if you're going into pre-diabetic with your nutrition and your obesity and all that, you're going to have to pay to try to fix that down the line. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important to, to remember that our healthcare system is dismal. So we, as Americans, with our dismal healthcare system, I mean, our insurance, at least, um, we have to be particularly careful not to get sick. We have to put stops in place and, and, and ensure that we don't get sick because we're going to be dealing with that's medical debt is the biggest type of debt there is and mm-hmm. the most crippling. Mm-hmm. Like, there is such an astonishing amount of medical debt in America that it can ruin your life with one diagnosis. Like, yeah, it's, it's the number one cause of bankruptcies. One, the number one cause of bankruptcy, yeah. And we, we say in our L1 fi- or, or in our elements, uh, fitness is a hedge against sickness, right? So. The, the fitter you make your body and the healthier you make your body, the further away you are from that fate. Yeah. And it's, it's so like frustrating as a, like if someone walks in the door trying to convince them to make this investment, it's, it's pretty frustrating because the world right now, I feel like are most, most like consumer goods. It's like so like salesy and like sneaky. And when you, and so when you have this product, that's like, genuinely trying to help people and worth the investment people are already on the guard yeah yeah and it's like it's just yeah it's frustrating to have to to convince people of something that's so like right you know good for them especially in the, long the run. people who really need it right they just want to shake them yeah. yeah 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 it's and another i mean one of the more frustrating things is when people um leave because they don't have time that's another thing because i mean time time and money those are probably the two main things and kids for uh, yeah. people kind of quitting on the on the gym and um yeah time is just frustrating because like you know you know the benefits of prioritizing your your fitness and so, so when people really leave on organizing that, priorities yeah. yeah um and then money too just like we're talking about it's you know it's a it's one of the best investments you can make and so it's uh it's kind of like someone saying i'm going to stop putting money away for my retirement because I can't afford it or something. Right. It's like, well, what, your retirement won't be very much fun if you're right. like stuck in a hospital or right. whatever. That's part and, of kind of broke a, at the same time. A, yeah. a long, uh, prediction, but nonetheless, right. it's for a lot of people that's true. I mean, stuck yeah. in mobile. Yeah. Well, anything else? Um, well, I'm sure there's plenty, but covered the big stuff. Yeah. Broad strokes. I could, again, I could probably go on this for a while, but we got to give listeners ears a break sometimes. Yeah. I think your burrito story is really going to open some eyes. It's yeah. captivating. Yeah. <laughs> See if anybody, if anybody tops your... Yeah, that's a record. I'll yeah. put it on the board out 800 there. bucks a month <laughs> yeah. on burritos. That's crazy. 
Sponsored athlete. Yeah. <laughs> Press cafe. Wasn't um, like Dan, wasn't somebody sponsored by Chipotle for a while? Who? Like oh, Dan uh, Bailey or Matt Frazier. Matt yeah, Frazier they had was? like a Matt Frazier bowl for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why. I mean, <laughs> I heard he was sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get that sponsorship. Right. Trying to get that fit. <laughs> Burrito only diet. Right on. All right. Well, invest in your health, people. Yeah. You're going to pay it sometime. It's worth it. Pay the piper. It's worth it. Now or later. <laughs>